in five, four, three, two, one. Are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it out. You're excited. <laughs> Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Hey, everybody. It's Thursday, April 6th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. We're coming to you, as always, from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. It's a remote UofL College of Business Studio here today at the OG Studios in Jeffersonville, Indiana. But a reminder, go to business.louisville.edu to find out how the UofL College of Business can hook you up with an MBA in as little as a year, and you can feel like you're being paid in the process of earning that MBA. Again, business.louisville.edu. We're on the air today from 3 until 4.30. Short show today here on 1450-961 FM. Streaming all over the land, you know us better as the Big X. Uh, Mike Rutherford here with Matt McGavick from Louisville Report. Happy to have him on. Bummed that it's a, a short show. We were, I was happy to line you up at the beginning of the week. Uh, this is the only day you could do it. And, of course, it winds up being the day where the bats get rained out yesterday. So they've got doubleheader today. First pitch is going to be 5.05. Nick Curran will take over at 4.35. Uh, and we have plenty to get to today. This is the way it seems to work out, yeah, though. Of course. The, the the one day I can make it is the one day where there's a not exactly a shortage of topics to discuss here I know. in this fair city. <laughs> it's good. It'll be a jam-packed hour and a half. We will have uh, fun with it. We also have Justin Kalen here, a.k.a. Scooter Dingus, producing the show once again. Uh, I did like Scoots that I was trying to... So at the OG studio, they locked the front door. I don't have a key. Somehow Trevor has a key. I don't get a key. Uh, but So I had to... I, I texted you and then I had to call you to come let me in. And I, I searched you in my phone book, and I was like, as I'm starting to search, I'm like, ooh, what's he under? I was like, I'm going to go with Justin. It's Scooter Dingus. You're, 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 you're a Scooter Dingus <laughs> in my awesome. phone. I, feel, I love the name so much, I can't get away from it. That's right. awesome. Yeah, I was going to text you and tell you to text me when you were here, and I'd let you in. But then you d- ended up did texting me, and I didn't see it. And so you didn't see good it. Good call like, on the call. For like three minutes. So I was just standing out there. It's okay. It's all <laughs> That's good. not the place you want to stand out there for three minutes. It's not. It's, yeah. <laughs> Should have hung out in the car. Any, <laughs> any, any day especially, but today it's a little bit cold, but I've... I'm a little run ragged. We had a, a great day. The kids are on spring breaks. So we went to the Louisville Science Center. That was wonderful. I got great news. I, I was voted the uh, the most handsome dad at the Science Center this morning, Thursday morning. <laughs> well, how great. many dads were there, though? It was, it was well, there, it, it's a lie <laughs> because there was a dad in a Lilo and Stitch uh, leather jacket, Ooh. and you can't you can't compete with that. So that was, yeah, I, I just made up a huge lie there. That was not true at all. That guy <laughs> took home the bacon. We had a good time at the Science Center. Uh, Took a little bit of a rest and then came back, came right over here. So we have plenty to get to today. Uh, we want to hear from you on the Thornton Sex line. I know you guys have thoughts. You guys have already loaded up your thoughts uh, at 502-414-1450. And a reminder, 
Download that refreshing rewards app from Thornton's. It's going to save you money every time you have to fuel up outside or any time you want to get a tasty treat or a nice drink inside. And a reminder that for a limited time, Thornton's is hooking you up with 89-cent fountain drinks of 32 ounces or larger. Scoots had one yesterday. He enjoyed it. It got him through a three-hour show that he was worried about. He wouldn't have made it if it hadn't been for that Thornton's 32-ounce drink for less than a buck. That's what Thornton's is doing for you. All right. Let's get right into it. <laughs> the big news of the day, and of course it comes the day after, and I don't even know how many people heard this, because yesterday's show, we got knocked off the air in the 5 o'clock hour, I think 17 times because of the weather. Like mm. every time I started talking, we got hit, and the sirens started going off, and I was distracted. And the whole point of the the, the first segment of the last hour was going to be these L. Ellis rumors, and, and what's going on with him, uh, how it's going to affect next season. And the conversation yesterday was there's a whole lot of rumors swirling out there that L. Ellis is going to return for, for next season. He's going, he's, you know, he's, he's going the pro route. He's going to test the waters, but eventually he's going. He's already kind of made up his mind. He's going to play one more season at UofL. And we kind of were like, all right, my, my big ask was, if this is going to happen, we need to know one way or the other as soon as possible so yep. we can move on, get this roster set, figure out what's going to happen, uh, whether or not L is going to be part of that or not. I think I saw one rumor that says he was holding out to announce at the spring game, and I'm like, why? Which I said yesterday, I was like, there's no way that's true. There's no <laughs> way he's going to wait three full weeks, and the staff is okay with that, with us actively recruiting in the portal. And also, like, it's not, you know, it's, it's like, I love the spring game. It's great, but, like, if you're going to make a big, you can make just as big of a splash with, like, a Instagram announcement at this point. It's going to travel the same the same way. I thought that was a little bit strange. Or just do what MJ did. Put in a fax and said I'm back. Just put yeah, just do that. Just make it happen. Go on, you know, go on the local TV shows. You can make that go on go on our show. It'd be yeah, it'd, be, it'd be great. But we end up finding out that, that those rumors were not true because today it comes out kind of out of nowhere. I mean, this is to me, this is the first big curveball of the offseason. LLS has entered the transfer portal. And it's not a it's not a curveball or a twist in the sense of Oh no, we're not going to have L. Ellis next year. What are we going to do? Because I think that, I think most people, I, I know I have, I think you have as well, have been operating under the assumption that Ellis is not going to be to be back next season. Correct. But we thought it was because he's he's going to be a pro. Like he is, he has told people throughout the last four months. And I mean, if it got back to me at this point, then you know he's been telling everybody. But he he, he had been telling people throughout the last four months, like this is my last season of college basketball. I'm going pro. It doesn't matter if it's the NBA. I obviously want to be an NBA player, but I'm ready to just begin my professional career. And then he comes out and definitively says back in in February, I've got two options. I'm going pro or I'm coming back to Louisville. Transfer portal is not for me. I've got unfinished business here. If college is the next option for me, I'm I'm coming back to Louisville. So we've been operating under that assumption the entire time. Two options here. He goes pro. He comes back to Louisville. And now option three comes out here. L. Ellis still is pursuing the professional route, but if he does play college basketball, it's going to be somewhere else. And I think that the the rumors out there, and uh, it's probably going to be an ACC program. I know. Why don't we just say it? Everybody thinks he's going to go to NC State, and yep. that seems likely. It sounds likely they lose Serquavian Smith uh, to the pros. L can step into that role, be a high usage point guard, which is what Smith Smith was last year. I, I'll share my thoughts in just a second, but for you. Your initial reaction when you heard this outside of it just being an off-season twist? Well, in a, in a vacuum, it's not super surprising because, you know, a point guard like him in a situation that's not ideal obviously wants to show out for NBA scouts, and he's not exactly doing that on a team like Louisville because his usage rate is so high. So him wanting to go to somewhere where he can actually, you know, perform and be on a national stage 
and play in relevant games. That that part isn't super surprising, but I mean, putting in the additional context of those comments that he made right before Senior Day, I think like that's why everyone's kind of thrown for a loop. That's why it's a little bit jarring that he's entering the portal because he. All but action didn't all but said he straight up said if I am not going pro I'm coming back to Louisville the transfer portal uh, is not an option for me that's not verbatim what he said but that is pretty much what he said ahead of that senior day matchup so to see him have a complete about face and decide that hey I Louisville's no longer an option for me it's a little it's 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 pretty surprising but I mean that those comments were made a month and a half ago, a little under a month and a half ago, and, you know, like, things happen over the course of time. I mean, now Louisville has Sky Clark on the roster, who's probably going to be the starting point guard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know L. Ellis has been adamant about this for months now, but, I mean, he's more so suited, if you if you ask me, he's more so suited as a two-guard. So maybe he's, he's willing. And Tyler Griever posted something on Twitter earlier today saying that he had heard that what – fed into his decision into the portal was his role was going to adjust. Now, he didn't add any more specifics to that, but I was operating under the assumption, oh, he might, Kenny Kenny Payne might have asked him to go to the two. I don't know that definitively, but when I see something like that, that's my gut reaction. I I think you're you're spot on. I think the the reason why there's been such a visceral reaction uh, on both sides to LLS making his, this, this announcement today. And he really didn't really make the announcement. I think it was uh, on three. The Tipton guy gets every transfer portal announcement somehow. Like, he, Went he, from he, just a guy that gets edits to just getting all the scoops. I mean, he's just, yeah, Tipton edits. I think that would be a great name for a band. I was saying that for a long time. <laughs> Tipton edits. But, uh, yeah, he gets uh, he gets all the scoops in the transfer portal. And I think the reaction, it's not just because people have gone from the mindset of, yeah, we could have L back and how will, will he and Sky Clark play together and, oh, no, we don't have L Ellis back. I think it's more – it is about the fact that he seemed to be the guy who was the most vocally supportive of what was happening in this program for the past season, um, and understandably so. He was the, the, the leader. He was the the highest usage player, the leading scorer. He, he was everything to the, this team this past year. And he makes those comments in February, and then now it comes out and it's like, yeah, I want to play college basketball maybe, but I don't want to play it at Louisville anymore. And I think it becomes this question of, okay – is this because is this another sign that things are just irreparable? Is this another sign that the program is in a state of complete chaos and disrepair? How worried should we be about the fact that he just doesn't want to play here? Does he not see Louisville as a potential vessel to for a trip to the NCAA tournament next season? Like, is this about Sky Clark? And you mentioned the, the comments that Griever made about him being asked to play a different role, and I can't imagine that that would have surprised him. I, I mean, look, I, I get that you as a College guard, especially a college guard with a mindset that he's always had, which has been a score first guard. Like being in that scenario is is great. Like you know, you mm-hmm. get to go out there, you play almost forty minutes every night. Nobody's going to yell at you for taking a bad shot because there's so few options out there. But he had to have known that if we were going to be better next season, markedly better next season, he would have hopefully shouldered less of the scoring load, and that would have freed him up to hopefully become a better defender. Um, hopefully, have a lower turnover rate like that's the ideal scenario is you've got running mates with you out there that make the team better and also take a little bit of the the load off of you because the recipe last season just did not work and I mean if he thinks he's going to go to NC State and take 20 shots a game and score 20 points a game and they're going to be really really good he's got another thing coming for him like that's not going to be Kevin Keats's plan for him or wherever he ends up that's not going to be the plan so I, I think that the 
I think U of L fans are just kind of puzzled now. Like, you know, are, are you are you leaving because things weren't good here? Because you've kind of been saying you've been the one consistent voice this season saying, "I've got faith in what KP's doing." Just wait and see. Like, we're going to be back. I mean, he was kind of saying it going into the season, too, which wound yeah. up being, you know, he was like, can't wait to prove everybody wrong. And then, you know, we, we won four games. But <laughs> he just still feels weird to say. Yep. But he, I, I think now it's become this whole deal where it's like, man, if even he is jumping ship, how bad is it? Or is it just because he wants to 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 be in a better situation? Do we have better guards coming in? Nobody knows what to make of this. Yeah, see, it, it also does not help that this is the latest development in a string of recruiting trail developments over the last week or two that have not been great. I mean, yeah. it comes that was yesterday that Keon Minifield, the former Washington guard who was tied to Louisville from the moment he entered the portal, he names Louisville in his top six, and I think the very next day he commits to Arkansas. Louisville's, like, whether or not it's true or not, has been tied to Caleb Lubb somewhat since he entered the portal, and now it's, I mean, the rumor is that he's either going to choose between Indiana or Missouri. I'm mm-hmm. not sure how true that is, but that's out there. And then it seems like all these other targets that Louisville's going after, they're not making any real traction with. They had a great first week of the offseason. Phenomenal first week. And I commend the staff for doing that. But now there's still three holes on this on this roster, still three scholarships that need to be filled. And now I'm kind of left wondering who's going to fill that that will make this an NCAA tournament team. I think the issue is... You're seeing, and this was how we started the show yesterday, because the reaction to the Keon Minifield stuff was so extreme. And you, and you kind of, uh, again and again, on both sides. And my whole point yesterday was, if you are staunchly in the Kenny Payne's got this, you've got to trust him, you still have to understand why people are reacting the way that they are. Because it, it is giving a lot of people PTSD from what happened last year, mm-hmm. where, look, we struck very quickly. I mean, last year we get Huntley Hatfield right out of the gate, and it's kind of like, okay, here we go. We get Devin Ree, who becomes available in the current class, right out of the gate, and it's like, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. And then nothing happens. And this year, Dennis Evans becomes available from the current class. We land him. You get Trenton Flowers is, is the kind of the, he's the new thing, the, the difference between what happened last year and what's happening this year. But, you know, Sky Clark is kind of your brand of Huntley Hatfield. And with those three players, the three commitments that happened within 10 days of the start of the, the offseason, basically, mm-hmm. we all knew it was coming. Like, we all knew that all of those players were going to commit. Like, it, it, was, not, it was not thinly veiled. Like, everybody was doing the same thing where it's like, and I hear there's more coming. I'm like, we know. Like, like yeah. Flowers <laughs> is announcing, we, we know he's coming here. Yeah. The problem now is there aren't those same, like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge things happening. I think there's a little bit of, of buzz on the Churchill Abbas front. Uh, I think that he's there's a good chance that we're going to land him. But when it comes to the players that we we look at and say, those guys can make you NCAA tournament good next season, which is the goal. We don't have that same type of, ooh, I'm hearing they're in a good spot for, for this guy. I'm hearing they're in a good spot for this guy. There is one guy that I'm hearing that we're in a good spot for. Uh, we can talk about that a little bit later. And, of course, it's the one guy that on this show I was like, I, I don't know why we're going after. But anyways, um, <laughs> we found out today, and this is also – I think it's being met with differing reactions, but we found out today uh, via a Rick Bose's story that was posted about an hour ago, uh, Kenny Payne has been in Africa re- recruiting more players from this uh, or, or recruiting one player specifically perhaps at this NBA Academy Africa looking for impactful players for this, this next season. Uh, he's saying, I want guys with character as well as passion to win. I'm working on an upgrade in talent, all this stuff. And 
we have Emmanuel Okora for. There's lots of, of buzz out there that we may land Churchill Abbas, who's the highest rated player to come out of this academy. Even if you get Abbas, and, and, and even if I assume we're bringing Okora for back, I think that people are looking at this and they're like, man, the path to success next season, there's no path out there that doesn't include high, highly experienced college guards that have done this at a high level for two, three, four years. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're not spending your primary focus right now getting those types of guys when we are losing out on some guys because it sounds like we didn't act fast enough. At least that's the, the word out there with some of these players. Like, what are we what are we doing here? It seems like we are trending towards another last season with maybe just a slight improvement. And slight improvement does not get Kenny Payne a third year. And, and I get that Abbas, like, you know, watch, is it Abbas or Abbas? I don't know how to pronounce the name. <laughs> Churchill. I, I've been saying Abbas because I've never actually heard it said. It's one of those yeah. that I keep reading. The text line just calls him uh, a boss because they like they think that's funny. Boss, a boss man. Uh, but I've got no idea how to say his last I mean, when you watch his highlights, he's definitely someone that Louisville would like a post sure. guy with a motor who wants to dunk the hell out of everything, which you know is something that Louisville has sorely needed for the last couple of years. But I mean, the, the front court's not the primary concern right now, and I feel like I've been hearing since February that oh yeah, Churchill's about to commit. Churchill's about to commit. It. I've been hearing that for yeah. two two months now. Like, when's it going to happen? It sounds like maybe this is why he's making that visit because you know he was. He was unknown, and then it was yeah, it was the worst kept secret in Louisville for a long time. Like, hey, yeah. there's another kid coming, and this is his name. His first name's Churchill, and all this stuff. And then out of nowhere, he, unlike a Corafor, becomes a highly touted recruit. That, that that I mean, you know, UCLA's hard hard after him. I know Arizona's going hard after him. Uh, they've had some a lot of success Wasn't with Ole international players. Ole Miss was was making a big time play. Like a lot of big time programs have gotten involved, and it sounds like maybe that that stalled the process here. Maybe that's why Kenny Payne uh, has been in Africa this week, but. It's just, if we're relying on what we have now, and I know a lot of people are pointing to, we have a top five recruiting class, which is true. Like, I think he's he's done well to land the players that we have coming in. It's a great class if we just have it rolling already and we can bring these guys along slowly because I, I think that, I mean, I think Caleb Glenn can be a really good college player. Mm-hmm. I think Curse Williams can be a really good college player. I don't. I have no idea what to make of Karan Davis. I, nobody does. And the fact that we're just like people are now penciling him in as, as a starting two guard and being like, well, he averaged twenty three points at you know whichever junior. We don't know anything about this. There's no digital imprint of this kid outside of him being uh, John L. Davis from Florida Atlantic's cousin. Like we just don't know any. I, I don't know what. Maybe he's great. I don't know. But I don't know how they found this guy. Because I mean, you have to scrounge to even find highlights of them. I on told the you, like, it, it's, <laughs> and I, I got crucified for saying that. I'm like, I, I, all I'm saying is, I need help finding information on this kid because I can't find anything on him. All I know from the recruitment is that this was a, this was Danny Manning's deal. Apparently, like he locked in on him. I know he's he's also apparently the cousin of Popeye Williams on the football team. So I don't know, hmm. if, I don't know if we have football players hitting up our basketball staff and being like, hey, recruit my cousin, and that's how we're getting players. But we found out about him somehow. Manning is the one who said he's good enough to play here. Let's let's offer him a scholarship. Uh, if he winds up being great, Danny Manning deserves all the credit, I suppose. But we just we, we just don't know enough, mm-hmm. and that's that's the roster, it, it, like basically in a nutshell right now. Sky Clark, I think, is going to be good. I really do. I don't know that. I don't know what the issue was with him in Illinois. I know his highlights were very feast or famine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he played really well against a couple of really good teams. That makes me excited. But I also know the, the the turnover numbers were high. 
and the the defense was bad, and those were our two biggest problems last year. And and even with the other guys, Trenton Flowers, he's he's a reclass, and reclasses have typically not been like that great in their first year. Now, sure. granted, he is an older reclass, so I think the acclimation to college basketball is going to be a little bit smoother for him. But I mean, he it's it's still going to be he's going to be like one of the the youngest guy on the team, bar none. And then Dennis Evans, he's great on defense. He's a project on offense. There's no yes. question. I mean, he he's I've seen people say he's going to be the starting center, and that. He no, that's that's not going to happen. He's going to be a guy who pro- who comes off the bench, plays fifteen, maybe twenty minutes, and just for mainly defensive situations because his offense still leaves a lot to be desired. Now he he has a very high ceiling. I'm not trying to say he's a bum, but I mean Dennis Evans is is extremely long. he's extremely extremely good at the one thing he does really well, but the rest still needs to be developed. I, I think too, and I, I don't. You'd think after seeing all the freshmen that we've seen over the years, we would have tempered expectations for highly touted freshmen. But I, I am seeing people talk about Trenton Flowers in terms of him being like a, a one-and-done potential, and I hope he is. Having watched a little bit of him, I think he's a guy – I don't put him – I think he's a step above Caleb Glenn. And Williams, I think, will help you out next year because he can shoot it. Yeah. I think he's got size and he can shoot it. And those are the freshmen that typically find playing time the, the quickest at, at this level. But – Flowers, I think, can be a fantastic college player like those guys. I do think it's going to take a little bit of time. Like mm-hmm. I, I think, I mean, he kind of reminds me of Kamari Lands in terms of a player who I think can be really good in college, but is going to take a little bit of time to find himself at the as a true freshman playing probably solid minutes. Mm-hmm. So I, I think if you're looking at this and just saying, we've got Clark, we've got Flowers, we've got Mike James, we're good. I we're not good. Like, like we, if we're going to be competitive next season, if we're going to make the jump from four wins to being at least competitive in the ACC, at least being a top half or top half-ish team in the ACC that can beat some of the better teams in our schedule, there's no way to that end that doesn't include landing some high-profile transfer guards that have won at a high level for several years and that can be plug-and-play guys that are going to get you buckets. Like, it, it's, th- th- there's no way. I'm saying it right now. Like, I, I I am 99% sure that this roster, if we don't add to it significantly, is not going to be good enough to get us to get us anywhere, wherever your bar is, to clear any bar for next season. And that's concerning because, I mean, what was the sentiment through much of the summer last year? Where are the guards? Where are the guards? Are the guards coming? Where are the guards? I mean, and, and now it's, again, it's still the ver- first week of April. So there's still, and the portal is still open for another, what, couple, two, three weeks. But it's starting to mirror last offseason. You have an extremely hot start, and things just kind of cool off, like really cool off afterwards. And that's the concern, I mean, because it was it was not like it wasn't talked about around here. And I think people lose sight of the fact, too, that Kenny Payne himself brought it up at last May. Like, he came out and said, I know we need guards. And he said, his exact words were, I think we're going to be good. And if we land some of these players that we're in on right now, I think we can be really good. Um, and he specified, like, we need help in the backcourt, and then we just didn't get anybody. And the conversation shifted from KP's going to get guards, KP's going to get guards, trust him, you guys are freaking out, stop, to we don't need guards. Look at the way that FSU plays. We've got big guys in the wings. This is positionless basketball. And then it became, just like during the season, it shifted to, like, well, these, these kids suck, but it wasn't Kenny Payne's fault. Like, this was, four wins was not, something that I think anybody could have foreseen last no. year. But that season not going well, 
I think was fairly easy to predict once we got deep into the summer and once you looked at that roster. It was not hard to to foresee a situation where that team just wasn't as good as it should have been. And that's like you can say what you want. I I, I do think that the NCAA limitations hampered them with a certain group of, of transfer portal guys. For sure. But the roster, there was no excuse for it to be as bad as it was. I mean, there's a reason I bet $500 against you all, Mike. And I, <laughs> if you remember, like, I kind of had your back. I was kind of telling us, we were at Oxford 4 for that bet, and I was like, Trevor, don't do it. Now, I was thinking it would be more like EMU was going to win 16 games and we were going to win, like, 13. I did not think it was going to be 6-4 to four or whatever it wound up being, 8-4. to four. I think 8-4, to four, yeah. I eight doubled him up. My oh, God. Wow. But, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, as 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 much as I would like to thump my chest and be like, I called a historically bad season. I thought we were going to be bad. I didn't think we would be anywhere in the vicinity of four wins. I thought it was going to be more like the the season before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but regardless, it, it wasn't up to our standards. It has to get significantly better if I think anybody's going to feel confident about the direction of the program. And right now, like I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be patient. I am. I'm trying to go into all of this with an open mind because there are. I'm about to use the word oodles. There are oodles of players in the transfer portal out there who can help you significantly. And there's still more coming in today. There's like, Every they... single day we're getting a new helping of guys that are established names at the college level who can make Louisville significantly better next season. But when you keep having the same things happen, when you keep hearing Louisville's in a good spot with this guy, Louisville's in a good spot with this guy, and then they go elsewhere. And it's to programs that are kind of cut from your same cloth – you do start to, I mean, you panic a little bit. And it's understandable given what happened last year. And, look, I, I, they're going to have to land some of these guys in the next couple of weeks if any of us are going to feel confident going into the, the, the spring, uh, the deep spring in the summer because it just it, it has to happen. There's no way around it. Um, the one name, and we can talk about this right before the break, the one name that I have heard that Louisville is in kind of a good spot with, because like you, I've heard the same rumors about Caleb Love, um, I think there's a solid chance that um, Tyler Perry is going to follow Gary Bacaslin to Texas Tech. Uh, to Texas Tech. I think that that's it seems more likely than not. But the one player that I have heard that it, Louisville's in a good spot with is Keyshawn Hall from UNLV, mm-hmm. who, again, he's the one guy we were going over, guys, that we all, I, was, I was like, I don't know why we, we're, we're, we're doing this. And I don't want to just bury the kid, but he's a he's a 6'7 freshman, or was a 6'7 freshman, who couldn't really get on the floor for a bad UNLV team. Um, he averaged 5.5 points per game, 1.6 rebounds per game. He's 6'7", 250. He's listed as a guard. He's not going to help you with your issues in the backcourt if, if you're looking for him to be a secondary ball handler or a guy who can initiate the offense. He, he does one thing exceptionally well. He's a Shooters, terrific yep. shooter. He's if, if you've watched him play, he's he looks a little bit out of shape. Um, he does not move particularly well. He doesn't handle it particularly well. He doesn't defend at all, uh, which I think was his biggest issue at UNLV. Uh, he barely played towards the end of the season. He was he was getting about five, six minutes a game um, towards the, the the end of their year. And again, this was a, a UNLV team that went seven and eleven in the Mountain West. Hmm. Um, I, I think he's a he's a player that you take if you're looking at him to to be a primary contributor, maybe two or three years down the line. But that's not the situation that we're in. Like that's nope. we need. You need guys that can come in and get you buckets right away, and I guess they see something in him that 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 I don't, and that some other people don't. But I don't think that he takes you from, you know, wherever we are now, twelve wins to like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen wins. I, I just don't think that he's that type of addition. Now, if you want him to come in and and play kind of the same role that he did at UNLV, coming off the bench, playing five to ten minutes a game, being like a little bit of a 
a microwave, plug him in. Hopefully he gets hot from the outside. That's fine. But I can't imagine that's why he's in the transfer portal to go to a place that, that's pitching him that. I assume wherever he goes is promising him more minutes, more playing time, more whatever. And I just I hope for the best, fingers crossed. But he's not the difference maker that I think we need to get in the transfer portal right now. Find you someone that loves you like Kenny Payne loves guards. Oh, gloves, uh, wings. Yeah, we've, we've, we've got a solid amount of them. I mean, and I guess this does just – his vision is positionless basketball and – we don't need, but we saw last year, like, there's a limit. You, mm-hmm. You've got to have at least two guys who can deal with presses, who can take care of the ball, who can initiate your offense effectively, and who can beat guys off the bounce and make plays happen. Like and, we, and just watching the NCAA tournament, like, all these these Cinderella runs or these teams making deep runs are, are getting powered by guard play. I mean, yeah. all the the talk during the regular season with Kansas State was how good of a job Jerome Tang was doing, but it wasn't until the NCAA tournament that people got to see that a lot of the success from Tang in his first year came from Marquise Noel, and he yeah. put on a show. Now, granted, I'm not saying Louisville has to go get a Marquise Noel type in the portal, but I mean, that nice. just, yeah, that'd be, that'd, be very, that'd be very nice. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, like, there were multiple teams that made deep runs solely because of guard play. I mean, college basketball is a guards game. I mean, that's not exactly breaking news. The fact that there's only one true guard on this roster right now, it doesn't matter how good the wing is, how good the front court is. It's probably not an NCAA tournament team. No, it, it doesn't feel like it right now. It's got to get significantly bolstered. And I guess the counter-argument to people when this comes up is, well, look at UConn. They really didn't have a traditional point guard. Well, if you ha- if you can give me, like, four cards that are as good as Newton, Hawkins. Sonogo. Uh, I mean, you, Sonogo down low. Like, they had playmakers. Like, they used um, Andre Jackson as, like, a point forward because he's just this freak of nature if you can give me a roster like that then yeah maybe having a traditional point guard doesn't matter quite as much not to mention that dan hurley's coaching style is the complete opposite of kenny payne's where uconn it runs probably the most set plays out of anyone biggest playbook in the basketball in college basketball whereas kenny payne like wants his guys to be more free-flowing offense which again is is i'm not knocking that i mean if it works it works but so far it hasn't worked but a lot of that has has to do with the point the fact that you know we there's not been a lot of guards here. For sure. Uh, we'll take our first break. Uh, coming back, we'll hit the text line, see what your guys' thoughts are at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Weatherford Show with Matt McGavick in studio here on 1450 The Big Apple. Places where the whiskey browns and the beer chases my blue. other than the one that you know them for singing. Because that was not Garth Brooks singing Friends in Low Places, was it, Scoot? It was horrible. It was, it was, <laughs> I mean, I, I won't say the guy's a bad singer, but it, it's horrible compared to what you get from Garth Brooks. But that was oh, Alan yeah. Jackson, correct? That was, yeah. That was. So yeah. just, just making sure that we had, we had the – Trevor wasn't just going to do this to us the entire day. That's fine. We're okay. Uh, we're good to go. Last night uh, at Lynn Family Stadium, 
Loose City gets back on track. It was a little dicey in the second round of the U.S. Open Cup, but the uh, the boys in purple take down Lexington Soccer Club in the first match between the two in-state opponents, one to nothing, and move on to the third round of the U.S. Open Cup. And a reminder, season tickets and ticket packages are now available for both Loose City and Racing Lou. If you want Loose City tickets, call 502-LOUCITY or visit lucity.com slash tickets. Uh, Matt McGavick here in studio. We've been reacting to the big news of the day, which is L. Ellis saying, still looking to go pro first, but he has entered the transfer portal officially. If he comes back to college uh, and plays one more season of college hoops, it will not be for the Louisville Cardinals. People have thoughts. You guys have thoughts. It's your show. We want to hear from you. So text us at 502-414-1450. First of all, Scoots, people are very excited about the fact that you played the old intro. You're welcome. (laughs) I'm I'm a man of the people. Yeah. And one of them, I saw one of the te- one of the texters said that Trevor's going to be mad. I don't care about Trevor. I, I care. I care about our listeners. We know man. you don't, Trevor. Tre- Trevor is taking. I don't know if he's taking the criticism well about the new intro. He, he doesn't like it. Like, people like it put piece together, but they're. I think they keep bringing up the lack of flow, and I think that makes yeah. Trevor more mad than anything. He's like, <laughs> if you're going to be con- critical, be constructive. I need to know exactly what's the what flows poorly about it. Uh, he's just he's not liking it. Yeah, the whole thing's just poor, Trevor. Uh, let's see. Texas says, South End Josh here. Steve Clarkson can't be happy about UofL getting a QB commit for this class. Is there trouble in paradise? Uh, we did talk about Deuce Owens committing yesterday, uh, the, the Texas quarterback. I, I mean, I... I mean, just because Pierce Clarkson is probably going to be the starter for next season doesn't mean you don't recruit the rest of the position. Because, I mean, after... I mean, Brock Doman's not going to be here forever. Evan Conley's not going to be here forever. I... Uh, We'll see what Caleb Johnson's able to do with the rest of spring ball. He has looked good, but I don't think he's going to really be in the running for that backup spot behind Jack Plummer. So, I mean, like, they, they still have to, like, recruit the position. And Jeff Brom said, I believe it was during his introductory presser or some press conference close to that, asked about, like, his, you know, recruiting style when it comes to building out the uh, quarterback room. And he's like, yeah, we're going to try and get as many guys as we can. And that's what they're doing. I mean, the whole thing with, and by the way, I said do so. Deuce Adams is his name. Um, I, the whole thing, remember the whole anecdote about Aiden O'Connell at, um, at Purdue was he, when he got to Purdue, he was eighth on the depth chart. Well, you have to have eight quarterbacks to have a eighth person on a depth chart. We had like four last year and then like three walk ons. But I, I think that, look, Steve Clarkson's been around the block. Like, he knows how this works. He's been coaching quarterbacks for a long time. He knows that if his son doesn't, deliver like he's not just going to be handed the starting quarterback job competition makes everybody better and I'll say this for Steve Clarkson because I do know this firsthand when when Pierce signed with UofL I think he wanted him to compete for the starting job but he also wanted like he actively was working to try and find a graduate transfer quarterback to bring in for this year like he played a part in helping Louisville land Jack Plummer because I think he knows it's in Everyone's best interest for one, the team to win at a high level, yeah. and two, like true freshman quarterback that 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 get thrown out into the fire and flourish right away are very very rare. I mean, look at we've had two of the greatest college quarterbacks of the last fifteen years, uh, ten years, and both of them struggled a little bit as freshmen. I mean, it, I mean, Teddy did not beat Will Stein out his true freshman season when he the, and when he came first in, pass attempt was an interception. It was so same with Lamar Jackson. And when Teddy finally did earn the starting job, it took. I mean, his very first game, we didn't score a point until the final twenty seconds against North Carolina in Chapel Hill. If and Lamar, I mean, Lamar didn't earn the starting job full time until the bowl game. He didn't start against UK at the end of the regular season. So um, to just expect Pierce Clarkson to be the man right away uh, is probably asking a little bit too much. Though he he does need to throw an interception in his first pass, otherwise he won't be great. 
He does. I mean, didn't <laughs> – I feel like somebody else did that, though, and we were like, here we – I don't know if it was Jawan Pass or somebody. We were like, here we go, and then it just ended up not being. Oh, yeah. Whoever it was, it's fine. Uh, Texas, let's give a big suck it to Scooter Dingus. There you go. Text line, that's for you, Scoots. Hell I do. I don't know. <laughs> Texas says, yes, the old intro. Texas, the intro is so much better. Uh, and then uh, TJ texted and said, you hang outside for two to three minutes. Someone will try to sell you something. How's Matt enjoying the gasoline studio smell? You've been here before, though. This is not I your have. first time at this yeah. studio. It's, um, it's, it's the, the aesthetic here is a little different than the OGs, than the other studio, but, you know. You can just say it. People have died here. Yeah. The, 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 people have been murdered in this building. I think that that's, that's the vibe it gives off. A little bit, yeah. It's fine. I don't. The, the smell does not bother me until I go home, and then I, I – I'm like, what is that smell? Why does it smell like I've just been working, like changing my own oil? I'm like, oh, it's my clothes from the radio station. See, I'm fortunate in that I have really bad allergies, so I can't smell with a damn, so I can't really pick up on it. Gary just, likes to say brake fluid. Bra- Gary uh, does. He, he said brake fluid earlier this week. And I think we found out, we actually found out it's the it's the, the new generator that they put in is what it is, is, is what the smell is from. So that's carbon monoxide you can smell. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> with a little little taste of asbestos sprinkled in there, I think is is what we're all dealing with there. Uh, quick Masters update: We've got Victor Hovland seven uh, seven under through seventeen, having a fantastic round. John Rahm is coming though; he's six under. Adam Scott, Cam Young tied for third right now at five under. Shane Lowry, Shane Lowry, Xander Shoffley, uh, Brooks Kepka, and Sam Burns all at four under. Scoots, did you make any bets? How are you feeling about this this leaderboard? Right? I uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, I've got a win bet on John Rahm, and he actually just birdied 18 Uh-oh. to Ty Hovland. So they're now both in the clubhouse at seven under, feeling real good. Yeah, I've got a couple other bets as well. But I'm very mad at, at Danny, aka Podcast Trevor. We're in this golf league every like our whole. I thought we came to an agreement that we were both we were going to pick Scotty Scheffler. It's his week, and then he goes J he goes rogue on me and picks JT. Uh, now JT is three under right now, which he's I'm fine. fine. Okay. But Scheffler equal two. Scheffler's going to win the tournament. I'm telling you right now, Scotty Scheffler's going to win. He the hasn't tournament. done anything since though. He's parred everything else. Well, it's only been like five holes. So he's he's I five. Th- I think he's a little intimidated. He's playing with the amateur Sam Bennett, and he's four under Sam, playing I, really well. Sam Bennett is rolling. These pairings were kind of weird. There wasn't a, a really sexy pairing. I think besides the Max Homa's one was was good. But you didn't was, like the Tiger group? Yeah, it was it was boring. Hmm. Yeah. I liked that one. Tiger's. I mean, Tiger. Tiger looks a little rough. I liked Rom's group too. Well. That's you, Scoots. That's fine. <laughs> You're good to go. Uh, Texas says, my guess is the possibility. Oh, God. Now the, the internet here is it's not working. So I, can't <laughs> I can't read the text line here. We, the, the text line has frozen. The, the, the text line is. I frozen. thought that texture said something really bad at the end of that, and you had to cut yourself off. That does happen pretty frequently <laughs> on the show where I'm like, yep, yeah, can't, can't read that one. But no, now it's just that the, the internet here doesn't work. So I, I, You want me to read it? Can you read it? I can. Okay, what's yeah? What's the next one that I've got up? Next one is, my guess is the possibility of L returning was used against UofL by other programs. KP lost two possible transfers, so he forced L to make a decision or maybe made it for him. Now that L is definitely not coming back, KP should get a, a big transfer guard very soon. If not, I'm getting very concerned about KP's recruiting skills. I mean, that doesn't sound implausible. It doesn't. I mean, we, we kind of said that yesterday as far as, because there was... There had been talk that some guys didn't want to play with Sky Clark. I think there had been some some rumors that some guys were concerned about Ellis potentially coming back and them not being able to play because of that. So it's within the realm of possibility that, yeah. that they went to and they were like, "Hey, man, like if you're coming back, we need to know now. If you're not, we need to know now. It's kill- it's not helping us on the recruiting front." I, I can see that being the case. If it is, then we need to land somebody like in the next week and a half or so because like that, that hindrance is gone. No more excuse there. 
Yeah, kind of reminds me how I believe, if I remember correctly, this happened. How I think Louisville struggled to get in at a guard to replace David Johnson because they were a little bit unsure of what his plans were to were going to be after that sophomore season. Am I am I misremembering something, or did I just pull that out? I think that I I kind of remember that too, um, but. That seemed like a better problem to have than the one we are, we're, yeah, we're dealing well, with that's right true, now. Yeah. Those were better days. What's next, Scoots? <laughs> I can't. My, my is still not working here. Uh, we have got, let's see here, just got back from NYC with the family. First time going to Coney Island and the Brooklyn Cyclone Stadium. Looks pretty awesome right off of the boardwalk. Great text. Uh, shout out to the Brooklyn Cyclones. <laughs> I've never been to Coney Island. I, I've I haven't never, either. I, I've only been in New York for like, like the airport, I've I've only like I've seen the Statue of Liberty from the airport. I've never actually gone out and like been in the city, which is I've like been twice. The last time I was there was in fourteen, and yeah, but it's 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 been a while. Wow, tell you I'll tell you what though, the that New York style pizza, oh, it's fantastic when you're actually getting it from Manhattan. Did you go Sparrow? <laughs> no, I actually can't remember where I went. It was some hole in the wall pizza joint in the financial district, and it was the best New York style pizza I've ever had. Couldn't tell you. Like, what was on it, where I got it from, but it was damn good. Only in New York, Matt. Only in New York. Next texter says, more I watch Sky Clark highlights, think he's going to be really good. I think Sky, I'm I'm far more, like, Trevor thinks Sky Clark sucks. I'm far more (laughs) pro Sky Clark than I think most people. But the the, the problem is, I don't think that he alone can make you an NCAA tournament team. No. Like, that's, and I do think that still, even with the high upside, there's some deficiencies there, and also the defense like, and the turnover rate is it, that needs to be shored up. But it has to. He's very, very feast or famine, and I do think. I mean, you can't just gloss over the question mark about like him leaving the team in the middle of the year. Now, if it were for a, I, I think I've said this before. If it were for like Tony Bennett, like if he'd left Virginia in the middle of the year, and all these rumors from Virginia fans were like he was a cancer, I think they'd have more credence. Brett Underwood is kind of a psycho. Like I. I I think he's a good coach. I think he knows for the most part what he's doing. But they've had some run-ins there with players and coaches over the years. Like it has been, they've had some some tumult um, at Illinois since Underwood arrived there. It's not crazy to me to think that this maybe was just a, a bad fit, and it's not really Sky's fault. Like like that he yeah. maybe just needs a, a better vibe with a coach, and that Kenny Payne can provide that. Um, I, I, I'm excited. I, I think this my. Bold prediction. If next season is another colossal failure, I don't think it's going to be because Sky Clark is just is terrible. I think I think he's right. going to be good. He, he he needs another backcourt mate, like at the very very minimum. I mean, Ellis was good last year in, in large stretches, and it still just wasn't enough to yeah. beat bad teams or I mean, to be I, competitive against good teams. I thought Clark and Ellis would have been a, a pretty good backcourt in the ACC. I mean, would it, was it going to have some defensive deficiencies? Sure, but I mean, they're at least countering that with at least on paper, scoring a, a fair amount. Yeah. Speaking of backcourt, mate, next texter says, Flowers looks way better than Kamari. I mean, mm-hmm. I hope so. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I thought Kamari looked pretty good coming out of high school. I He drew rave reports during the summer. Uh, I think Flowers is – I think they have similar skill sets. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just – I think he has more ball handling capabilities. A little, little, a tinge more, but not like a. It's hard to tell. I mean, like it, yeah. it seemed like in the, from his highlights and from what I heard, this like Kamari was going to be a, a good enough ball handler. Kamari's problem this past year wasn't like creating good shots for himself. He took good shots. He just didn't make anything. Yeah. Which I don't know if you've heard this, Matt. Got to make, make shots. shots. You've got you, you at this level. If you want to win basketball games, 
you simply have got to make shots. And Kamari just, look, when he was making shots, he was looking pretty good. But he was shooting like 28% the rest of the time. Yeah, he, he had incredibly bad luck. Now, granted, his, his defense and rebounding was not all that great. No, so that, that made his overall, you know, repertoire for the season, like, go down. But, I mean, he also suffered from just some incredible, incredibly bad luck. I mean, he was the guy before the season, Kenny Payne was saying, you know, if Kamari plays like a freshman, we're in bad shape. He has to be sophomore, junior good. And Kamari kind of came out and played like a freshman. And now, if, if he was, hell, if he was All-American good, I don't know if we would have made the tournament, but we would have been yeah. a lot better than, than four wins. Um, it was, I, I hope, I hope Flowers is more ready to go right from the jump than Kamari was. But it's like you said, reclasses are they're tough, man. A lot of a lot of times, good players just take a little bit of time to get there. I mean, you know okay. who else was a reclass? Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Brandon Huntley Hatfield was, and it took it. Look, he's. St- I think we're still kind of, kind of waiting. All right, I got the text line back up. Good. <laughs> we're good to go here. You're uh, on the Karan Davis one. And of, okay, Karan <laughs> Davis is the next Aiden Agayhalen. Well, at least recruiting services knew who Aiden Agayhalen was. Yeah, I don't like the comparison because they they play two diff- entirely different positions. Agayhalen was very well thought of coming out of high school. We don't know anything about Karan Davis. I mean, I knew the, the first time when I heard this name and I was looking into him, I, I go to, for any Juco story, there's a, a website. I, don't, I can't remember off the top of my head. It's like, but it's like JucoHoopsRatings.com. Mm-hmm. And like they rank every class of Juco to 150 players. And when I saw that he wasn't on the top 150 players in Juco, and then they have like 40 more to consider. It's like 200 players that, that are listed here. I was like, well, this is very strange. Like, like what are we doing here? And I st- like you still can't find a-, a whole lot about him. It- it's just it's a bizarre thing. Again, we knew a lot about. He just wound up not being good. Um, that's it. Texas, where's Trevor? I miss him desperately. <laughs> Trevor will be back. Um, I don't know. He said originally maybe tomorrow, but I think it's going to probably going to be Monday. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Um, I like how the text line has gone from like earlier this week. It was like thank God Trevor's gone, and now people just I told you you're going to miss Trevor. You, just when you when you're without him. You want him back. Texas says, you can't take any player that is two to three years from being productive. A player today will never stick around that long. Which is, that's kind of my deal with, with Keyshawn Hall. Yeah. Where, look, if you think that he can go from being a five-point-per-game scorer for a bad UNLV team to, like, a 14-point-per-game scorer to what we, what we hope is a good Louisville team, then sure. But if you're taking him because he's got promise and you think you can develop him, like, that's not the name of the game anymore. One, it doesn't help you next season. Two, like like the texter said, if he doesn't play more minutes at Louisville, he's likely to be right back in the transfer portal next season. Right. I just don't. I don't. I don't get that one. But they see something in him. There's no question. Uh, Trevor has texted it himself. <laughs> he says basketball and KP talk is depressing me. Can we switch gears and talk about what other breeds of birds that Scoots has killed? <laughs> Scoots, have you ever killed anything besides a goose? We f- we found that out yesterday. Uh, I mean hunting. Yeah. Okay. What else? What else? Like deer, Hold on. You squirrel. Killed, you killed he killed a goose? a goose on the golf course with a, with yeah. an air oh. drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a bad moment. It was very sad. The, I don't the, want to relive that. He doesn't. He felt him telling it made me sad. He got the you've got like the other geese like like honking their their tears as he's driving past in his golf cart. Oh, and then I had the owl too. So now I get why he's saying you, that. You did kill an owl. Yeah. That's that's right. I, I can't confirm that I killed the owl. But can you? I mean, did you even watch the goose die? You just left it. I did leave it. Season out. But made, you said you would do that too, though. I did, but maybe it made a miraculous recovery. No shot. That's no not. shot. The way when the, the shape it was in when I last saw it, there is no shot. We there was like <laughs> there was like a wounded bird in our driveway a few years ago, and I was like, I don't know what to. Do. And I, like I took it and like placed it under a tree in our front yard, and I was like, 
now like nature can, <laughs> nature takes over and it was gone like like 30 minutes later and i was like maybe it healed maybe the other birds came and saved it that's what you have to tell yourself I, I, I kind of have a similar story. When I had a thunder over Louisville, I believe it was last year or the year before, there was this, uh, you know, underneath the uh, overpass, they kind of set up all of those uh, yeah. food stands and whatnot. There yeah. was this this injured bat who was trying to fly away, and I guess there was something wrong with its wing, and I felt bad, and my girlfriend was there, and we wanted to try and save it, and we were going to, I went to go over to get it, to grab my hat and scoop it in, and just as I'm walking over to go get it, someone steps on it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and... <laughs> Yeah, oh. and they didn't even realize they stepped on it and uh, killed it. Oh it, it my was, gosh! It was a, uh, it was something. <laughs> How great are you guys though? Go, going to save the bat at the middle of fun. That's nice. That's you guys are better people. I don't think I would have that in me. Maybe I would. I don't know. I don't think so. Probably not. I just put a bird under a tree one time. That was, that was the best <laughs> I could do. I mean, I didn't really have a plan after getting it and putting it in the hat. I just kind of, <laughs> it just felt like the right thing to do. And then nature's like, nah. Texas says, does Payne's time in the NBA make him think that he can play an entire lineup above six foot five in college and just ignore everybody else? If so, I'm scared. He is targeting primarily guards that are six foot five or bigger. That is true. I mean, that's not a bad thing, but he certainly takes to hard the whole positionless basketball thing more so than I guess a lot of his other peers in college basketball. Look, we were big last year. I think we ended up being like the the fourteenth tallest team in college basketball, something along those lines. And we were not good. Um, it, it doesn't. Like, it, it, I'm fine with taking big guards if they can play. If they're, if you're just taking them because they're big, clearly that's not going to be the solution. Um, and as you mentioned during this past year's NCAA tournament, and we see pretty much every NCAA tournament, you re- you don't need big guards to win at a high level in college yeah. basketball. Um, I mean, Noel, everybody, pretty much every player for Florida Atlantic besides the the Russian inside. Uh, I mean, they just. These, there were tiny guards doing big things all in the tournament long. I mean, look what FDU did. Look what I mean. It's <laughs> it's uh, what, what do they call it? It's short king spring. <laughs> this is what this is what it is around. The, the short kings are dominating. I've never heard this term. Uh, it, it, it's true. It's it's happening. Nor can um, I relate. Well, it's, it's it's all it's all part <laughs> of it. Yeah, you're you're tall. You you wouldn't know anything about that. I, I mean, I I don't again. I don't fault him for going after big guards if you have a scheme in mind. If, if you have a style in mind and those you want players that are going to fit it, that's not especially new to college basketball and to right. coaching. But you cannot just take guys because they're they're, they're tall. Like you've got to get guys that are good. And plus, we don't really know what the system is. That's my thing too. That's what, we had a whole discussion yesterday about you know your bar is NCAA tournament, Mike. But like you know, let's say we win 16, 17, 18 games, miss it, but go to the, like, is there a scenario where you would feel okay? And I, and my answer is yes. Like I I do think any coach who was brought in here should go to the NCAA tournament in year two, especially with the new rules. But if we have a if we have a year where we're competitive, and it becomes apparent that like this can work, and then I kind of caught myself and I was like, I also need to know what like this is. I, I need to know yeah. what the scheme is, what the plan is, like what how are we going to defend moving forward? How, how do you want to defend a high ball screen? Do, do you, when, at what times are you going to mix and match the zone? Was that just out of necessity last year, or is this part of what you want to do? Because last year, I mean, we watched 32 games of basketball, and I still walked away not really sure what it is we're trying to accomplish besides, you know, being better than we were. And, and, and I get that he wants his, like I said earlier, he wants the offense to be free-flowing, but at some points during the game, like, you have to have set plays, and they were, what was it, the first 
half, first two-thirds of the season, almost every time Louisville came out of the timeout, what they do? Turn the ball over. It was bad. And he does – I mean, you watch him on the sidelines, and he does the thing. When we get the rebound, he's like – he just says, go, go, go. And then when we stop and you look over, he kind of just – he does like the little hand, like the motion, like like run it. And then we just do the same thing where we put two guys in the corner, L drives, tries to, to you know kind of probe the baseline and then ends up throwing it to the corner – and, like, that was kind of all we did all season long. I don't, I don't know. All right, we got to go to break. When we come back, we only have 30 minutes left here. We'll, uh, we'll take some more text. We can talk about a couple of other things here before we step out and hand the keys over to Nick Kern and company. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a short Thursday here on 1450 and 96.1. Welcome back in. It's a short Mike Rutherford show. We only got about 25 minutes here left before the Louisville Bats take over. Before we do uh, get back into the text line, get back into some LLS conversation, I want to remind you guys about our guys over at AirServe. Call them today at 502-785-8600 if you have air conditioning problems or heating problems. It's cold again. I mean, I said yesterday we're probably just focused on the air conditioning now, and then today I'm sure some people out there have their heat back on. If you have problems with either... Give AirServe a call today at 502-785-8600. If you're not having problems, they're also going to offer you a tune-up for just $49. Again, AirServe.com slash Louisville is the website. 785-8600 is the phone number. Matt McGavick is here with me in studio. Louisville Report's own, doing fantastic work. Real quick, uh, plug yourself, Matt. If people want to find uh, – 95% of people listening know where to find you and where to find your work. But for that <laughs> other 5%, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Matt underscore McGavick, also at UofL Report. You can find my work like online at si.com slash college slash Louisville. Uh, yeah, I'm pumping out a whole bunch of stuff recently between football spring practice. We're actually having another open practice tomorrow, so I'll be there. I'll have another practice report after that tomorrow. The uh, Baseball kicks off a weekend series against Boston College starting today. It's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series because of Easter, so we'll have coverage over on that. And if there's basketball news, I'll surely provide that as well, just depending on when it happens. We need I – mean, I feel like – and we'll see how baseball goes. I know fans are kind of on edge about that, too, dropping back-to-back ACC series and then losing to Lipscomb on Tuesday. Big-time series this weekend against a top-10 opponent uh, in Boston College. But with basketball, I've never seen, and I feel like I've said this a number of times over the last five years, but I've never seen a weirder time with the basketball, not just the fan base, but I think everybody's on edge. Like players, coaches, you get coaches you know, tweeting stuff, you got players tweeting stuff, fans are eating each other at every single piece of news. And that's not going to get – even if we get a good couple of pieces of news this summer when it comes to roster additions, nothing's really going to fundamentally change until they start winning at a high level, right. which leads me to say we've never needed Jeff Brom to be as good as we wanted to be <laughs> as we need him to be right now. Like, like We yep. need a big time – and, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm sure Josh Hurd is like, please, God, just win. Because Josh has done, I, I think, things very well. But the Kenny Payne hire is, has not been great so far. I think fans are, are holding him to that. 
the Brom hire is being given great grades right now, but he's one disappointing season away from everybody being like, oh my God, like fire the AD, get rid of, like bring in somebody new. Like we need to have a good football season this fall for us to not just collectively lose our minds if we haven't already. Uh, it's it's that time. But it's, it's a it's a strange time to be a Louisville men's basketball fan. It's just, and everybody's t- talking about who do we blame. It's, I mean, I, my mentions are just, it's Matt, a tire fire. Matt Bevan, the media, uh, you know, Kenny Payne, like who else? And I'm like, at the end of the day, like we just got to win some bleeping games. Like we've just, I don't care how it happens. We've got to start winning again because people just win, are baby. just losing it. Just, just absolutely losing it. Uh, 502 414 As mentioned, Lowell Bats coverage is going to start here at 435. So we got to get out of here at 430. So not a whole lot of time if you want to make your thoughts known, but still about, about 20 minutes before we got to get out of here. Texter says, uh, do you think that Kenny and the crew told L to move on? I mean, like we, like that one texter said earlier, I'll, I don't think it's implausible because, I mean, when you have the potential of a Sky, L, a Sky Clark L. Ellis backcourt, I mean, that can make recruiting to bring in another guard a little bit more difficult. It's, so it wouldn't be shocking to see other coaches that are vying for these top transfer targets saying like, hey, why would you go here? You're not going to get the PT. I mean, Ellis could come back, so you're not going you, to you – know, I, I, could, I could see – I don't think it's what happened, but I I wouldn't bet money on it not happening, if it, that makes sense. It sounds like, and I don't know, we, we mentioned Tyler Grieber from WHAS, his tweet about it, but his ba- – because it is strange to go from one absolute a month and a half ago in February saying, like, I'm, if I play college basketball another year, I'm definitely playing at Louisville, to my bad, no, whoops, I'm in the transfer portal. Grieber, you know, saying that he had a talk with the staff after the season was over – and that he would have to accept a different role. Again, we don't know exactly what that means, but I, I guess that could change things. I don't understand how his mindset would be if I come back, I want to do exactly the same thing next year that I did this past year. I mean, he has to have known, like, you played well enough. You put up some solid offensive numbers. You were the uh, what number three scorer in the ACC. Yep. Like, cool. We won four games. Things are going to have to change dramatically if we're going to win more than four games. And I'm assuming you want to play in the NCAA tournament before you go on and play professionally. So I, I guess just the role wasn't what he wanted to hear. And I don't, he kind of made it seem in his t- tweets to you that he it wasn't about being told he needed to play off the ball or uh, he's he's a point. I, I've got no idea what's going on here. Yeah, and I, I'm and I'm not going to fault him because like a lot can happen in a month and a half. I mean, maybe sure. he's had time to reflect and be like, hey. This is a four-win team, and it's lost over half the roster. Maybe this isn't going to be best for my development. We, I mean, we don't know what happened. Maybe. Yeah, we don't. We, we, we just don't. Texas, where's the new Big X studio? This is not the new Big X studio. This is actually the original Big X studio. This is the OG studio in Jeffersonville. The, I guess the new one is where we typically do the show out of off Taylorsville Road. Um, but, yeah, this is, the, this is the OG studio. This has been around for – there are pictures of it from, like, 1963 in the papers from back in the day. <laughs> it's been around for a long time. Texas, did you get to hang out with Votto? I didn't, he didn't come over to my house. If you missed it on Twitter, Joey Votto was – he's in Louisville. Uh, the bats were off. So he was like, I'm, I'm doing – ask me anything on Twitter. I'm answering all questions. And I was like, hey, Joe, I'm outside playing with the kids right now. Come over. Put my kids to bed. We'll watch, uh, we'll watch the Reds, and then we'll watch the national championship game together. And he just said, do you have any Fresca in your fridge? And I said, we've got so much. And he, he just didn't, didn't come over. I would have been so jealous if he actually came over. We cleaned the house a little bit. We, uh, we, you know, we wanted him to come over. He just didn't make it happen. Joey's the man. Texas, are we incompetent or unlucky? Why not both, folks? Why, why, why not both here? I mean, when you 
I feel like we keep asking ourselves questions about how we got to a place where we're talking about Louisville winning just four games last season. And my answer has been the same. My answer has been the same since we started off 0-3. And it's to for a program like Louisville to be this bad, it has to be a myriad of things. It's not just one thing. It's not yeah. just Kenny Payne. It's, it's not, not just, just the players. The it's, players. It's everybody. It's everything. It's, un- it's it's a lack of luck. It's a lack of skill. It's a lack of system. It's everything. And that's where we are. And that's what we're trying to build back from. Even ha- after having to cover every single game, go to every single press conference, I still struggled to put into perspective what I had just watched. Because, exactly. I mean... Yeah. Stealing your line. This is Louisville basketball. It's Louisville basketball, for God's sake. I, it, it's unfathomable that they went four in twenty-eight, and I watched every second of every game, and I'm, it, it's still hard to believe. It, it, it is. It, there's no, there's no way around it. Texas, whoever stepped on that bat probably saved your life. Bat <laughs> on the ground during the day likely means it's rabid. Maybe it was a hero. Maybe they saw you coming from the distance with a, with a hat, and were like, no. I've, I've been in that guy's position before. <laughs> I've tried to play hero. It re- took five years off my life. Um, no. That's a good point. Texas, I want in on the, the bird-killing stories. How do we get here two days in a row? How does this happen on this show? Uh, maybe said, it's not just Trevor. Maybe it's not just Trevor. Maybe maybe it's more me than I thought. No, I'm, I'm blaming the text line. Maybe it's the text line. Yeah. Maybe it's them. Uh, they did do it to poor Gary on Monday. We somehow – like, they just – they. They would not leave the Trump indictment stuff alone. They wanted to know Gary's political. <laughs> Gary's like the nicest guy in the world. He's very down the middle, and they're like, they're like, oh, does does MAGA Gary like this? Like, I'm sure Gary's protesting right now, and like it just it devolves into like the last 45 minutes of Trump. Texas, I want in on the kill, the killing bird stories. I once hit a guinea hen with my truck, and it looked like it swallowed a grenade. Also, after I drove hunting, uh, my buddy Chad act like like to act like the doves were in the private. Private Ryan movie. Oh, my God. (laughs) Awful. Still through that last sentence, but yeah. I don't even know what a guinea hen is. Isn't that kind of like a pheasant? Excuse me, you know? I I was going to say, yeah, kind of like a pheasant. Okay. Just like a fat chicken, basically. Okay. Fatter, shorter chicken. Yeah, that sounds about right. I've accidentally hit a bird with my car before. Like, one of those where, like, I'm on the highway and, like, it just hits your windshield. Nothing you can do. It's like I saw it coming and could swerve. It just, boom. I've had birds try to attack me. We mentioned geese yesterday. Like I, I, I wasn't advocating for for goose murder, but geese are mean. They 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 attack you. See, it wasn't a goose. It was a, uh, I guess it was a swallow or a, some sort of bird. That every time I would leave my apartment to go walk my dog Maynard, I guess there was a nest for this bird right outside my door because every time I walked by it, it would try and dive bomb me. And this happened for months. <laughs> well, now I'm just picturing it. I'm laughing. And he actually got close to me a couple times. Well, birds are going to – if any animal wanted to take over the planet, I feel like birds would be – Oh, um, so know, easily. Oh, yeah. So easily. I think Trevor and I actually debated about this, birds or ants, and he tried to say ants. And I was like, you're out of no your shot. mind. I was like, no. you're out of your GD mind. Birds could. Birds are all over the world. And there's different types of birds, different sizes, different – I mean, with ants, you just have small ants. I mean, high man wins. The high ground wins. They, they, they've got it on us. They can. You know, there's only so much we can do there. Texas also, uh, all the big players that we get are tall and lanky and not like Baylor two years ago where they were big and strong. Um, I mean, Okorafor is, is fairly strong. Churchill Abbas, if we get him, is a kind of a monster down low. Oh, yeah. I mean, J.D. Trainer is obviously, I think, who you think of when you think of tall and lanky, and there's, yeah. there's only so much you can do with that frame. Mike James is a strong guy. Caleb Glenn is 
Caleb Glenn very, is very well built. Is brawny, but the, I mean the, the the brawny guys that we're talking about are kind of like six five, six six. Dudes. Maybe, maybe Dennis Evans too, because he's pretty lanky. He's definitely lanky. He is. He's more. He's more Isaiah Austin. Baylor era than the recent era where they're like six ten and just dudes that you would yeah. never want to fight. Yeah, I feel in your like life. the only guys that really fall under that category would be Trainer and Evans because I feel like everyone else on the roster is at least decently built or is or doesn't give off lanky vibes at least in my opinion. They just play like it um, yeah. sometimes, which is I mean we had all that all those big dudes last year. I was like eventually they're gonna have to learn that they're big. If we're gonna <laughs> yeah, it's when you have JJ Trainer who with his frame has a very clear ceiling, look like the most dominant big on the team. You know something went wrong. Texas says Churchill sounds more like a gay hon to me than Karan Davis. And like KP traveling to Africa, Mac traveled to Ireland to get Aiden to gay hon. Uh, I.e. Churchill doesn't dra- – I hope Churchill doesn't drag KP's recruiting into the abyss. Nice. Well done. Says, Having tall players doesn't mean much if they don't raise their arms up on defense. I I feel strange for having to keep bringing this up. <laughs> but it's it's very like, – we don't have – we don't have – guard with high hands. We're not in a guarding position ever. It's like and, – and I don't know how I, – yeah, it's on the staff, but also, like, these kids have played basketball for 18, 19 years of their life. Like, I, I don't understand how we didn't contest outside shots with high hands. Like, that's just, if you're out of position, if you overhelp to, to stop penetration and you leave your man open on the perimeter, you you sprint at him with high hands. We would just walk at it with our hands down on the ground. What are we doing? And it was all year. I just, I've never seen a team lack basic defensive principles more than the one I just watched last year. And surely to God, it'll get better next year. Texas is just letting you know that you are both the best for U of L coverage. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. That's well done. Way to suck up to, to both of us. We appreciate <laughs> it. Texas just talk about Dingus Day. I feel like I know that. Is reference. there a Dingus Day, Scoots, or is this? Is, isn't that a How I Met Your Mother reference? There is a Dingus Day, but I don't know what it is. Or it's over in Ireland. Oh, okay. Well, we got we got to get you over there for that. I don't I don't know what they celebrate or any of that. I, I know I've heard that. Too. I would need a history lesson before I go over. Use that five hundred dollars that you got from Trevor and make an appearance at Dingus Day. And in just, Ireland? Yeah, I'm gonna need to win a few more five hundred dollar bets. Well, <laughs> just just let them know. Ireland's affordable. It's, it's nice. I, I enjoyed our trip to Ireland. Texas, are we any closer this off season to KP doing the deed himself and deciding that this just isn't for him before summer? I've got no idea. I, I mean, I. I have no idea what Kenny Payne's thinking. It's, I mean, he's in Africa recruiting, so I'm, I'm assuming that he's not thinking about stepping down from the job at this point. But, um, I mean, it's the same as my answer to the question yesterday about staff changes. My assumption, it's been a month now. We've been, we've been done for a month. My assumption is we're, like, we're staying. Like, like three assistants are coming back. Like, nobody's announced they're leaving. We've, there's been enough moving and shaking throughout college basketball to where if there was a notion that Payne wanted to make a move himself or with other assistants, it would already be known at this point. Um, I think we're we have, we're coming back for round two. I feel like there'd have to be a really hot name that Kenny Payne would have would want for someone to be for someone to move on at this point. So, but yeah, I, I I'm with you. I think the staff is is set. Whether or not it's for the best is debatable, but it have to be a hot name, and you also have to get rid of a guy. I mean, I mean, you know, it's. These are people, all three of his assistants, and I mean, you're assuming if he gets rid of a guy, it's not going to be Nolan Smith, right? No. Because they're they're tied at the hip right now. So if you're going to get rid of Danny Manning or Josh Jamison, like you've got a working relationship with Josh Jamison, you've known him for a long time, you brought him over because of that personal relationship. Danny Manning is somebody that you you brought over to kind of be your your X's and O's guy, your guy who's been through the process of being a head coach before. It would be kind of a bleepy move to just let him go a month into the off season at a time where he's probably going to struggle to find another safe solid landing spot like i 
I can't see him doing that as a guy who values relationships and talks about culture and all this stuff. I think if he wanted to get rid of the assistant, he would have just gone with an open spot for a month and then yeah. then found out who he was going to go with. But um, I think we're running it back. We'll see. Texas Mike, my imaginary source, said that KP told Ellis to put his name in the portal so recruits won't be deterred just in case he doesn't come back. Seems like that's a consensus among the text line today. We love the, the imaginary sources. We're all for them. <laughs> um, Trevor, of course, he has an opinion on this. Birds can't take over the world. There was a movie documenting their attempt, and they failed. Trevor, once again, not understanding that like fiction movies are, are not movies reality. Movies documenting their attempt? What? The birds, Hitchcock did not make documentaries. That was not that was not a real thing that happened. I don't think he's, I, I think that he understands this sometimes, and other times I'm not sure he does. Texas kangaroos could take over Australia if they wanted. Oh, yeah. Or dingoes, or emus, or pretty much everything else in Australia because half of the world's most venomous and dangerous creatures live there. Yeah, but Australians are crazy, too. That is true. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past him. Uh, Johnny Walker on the text line says, My wife and I were talking uh, about this last night because Succession has been so bad this season. What show has been good from start to finish? We could only think of Breaking Bad. And he says, Talking about birds got me thinking, has Mike ever heard the Scooter Dingus drop where he says Jurassic Park the movie happened in real life? No, 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 no I haven't. <laughs> there's, all, there's also a... Uh, <laughs> we also have a Birds rejoin where I said it is the gr- one of the... A classic book. I classified it as a classic oh. book. <laughs> wait, wait, you thought Jurassic Park happened in real life? No, it. I'll just have to play it for you sometime. Okay, I, I, I mean, I don't know if I, I can get away from it that easily. I do. Yeah, say, I a... do say in the rejoin that Jurassic Park was real. So I guess I did kind of claim that it was real, but they didn't. They There's just no didn't. Understand. about it, Scoots. You either did or you didn't. They didn't understand what I was saying. I, I used I the don't wrong think words. I understand what you're saying. I don't either. <laughs> You you did not think that Jurassic Park was an actual thing that happened, correct? Correct. Okay. okay. Yeah. I need to know that before we can continue yeah, the show. Yeah. That, 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 I, mean, but I, my, I, have my, to, I have to get that established. My point was that there were, at one point, dinosaurs on the planet. Well, I think that that's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're correct. I think we agree, I I agree might have, on your two main points. Yeah, I just don't know how we got at the other point. I might have mistakenly said that Jurassic Park was real and humans were involved. <laughs> but I, that's not something I believed. That's okay. just what came out of my mouth. Oh, like like Jesus horses. Exactly. Okay, that's where we're going with it. You could have just said that. Uh, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I, I just I needed to know. Oh my god. Uh, so the, the the first part of this. The, I so I bowed out on Succession in season one. I was told by multiple friends who kind of had similar thoughts the first few episodes that I need to get back in, but. I didn't realize that it was getting such negative reviews this this season. As far as a show that was good from start to finish, I mean, The Wire is my favorite show. I know it did. There's this revisionist history now where people are like, if you don't like season two, you don't really like the one. I'm like, season two, it's not it's not as good as the rest of the show. It's not. See, this Sorry. this is the part where, that I admit where I've never seen The Wire. It's fine. I think you've done this before on the show. I feel like yeah. I, I feel like I knew that about you. But I, I feel like every time I say it to someone, whether or not they've heard me say it or not, they just go, <gasps> I know. Yeah, but we have to. It's, we sign a contract. I still haven't watched like show. House of the Dragon and other popular shows that are going on right now. I'm, I'm still really off. I've never seen The Sopranos. Neither have I. I've never seen it. See, I'm, I'm still really off put with how Game of Thrones ended, man. Let me just, it just left a bad taste well, in my mouth. I've made my thoughts on that note of the show. Like, I, I refuse to watch House of the Dragons until it gets like, until it's done. And then everybody's like, it's good from start to finish. I don't trust these. I don't, you know, I've, been, I've been burned. Yeah. I don't trust them. Uh, Breaking Bad, I think, was pretty good from start to finish. Yes. Um, Were there a couple slow moments? Sure. Sure. The, but, let's see. Texas says the leftovers got better each season. 
which I agree with. And but I don't feel like the leftovers isn't as popular as some of the other shows that we're talking about. I love the leftovers, but a lot of people didn't. Have you seen Better Call Saul? No, but I need to. See, I haven't. <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't seen it. I still need to watch that. We did. We wrapped up. We finished the first season of Shrinking last night, the new show on Apple TV Plus, and I could not recommend it highly enough. Loved it. If you like Ted Lasso, you'll like Shrinking. That, I that's started I Ted Lasso. I think I got halfway through season two, and I just haven't picked it back up. But I've been told multiple times that I need to because it's good. Something like there's a big twist at the end with um, oh, who's the equipment manager? Nate. Nate. Yeah, there's some big twist with him, but yeah, he's Scott Satterfield. That's, that's I, I mean, I, that's been insinuated to me, but I don't know like yeah. exactly what happens. Uh, Texas, The Americans and The Expanse were consistent as well. The Americans, I never have watched. I, I know it. Um, a lot of people that I have similar tastes in like it a lot. I've never even heard of The Expanse. I don't, I don't know what that is. Um, but, like, I watched – what was the other um, – what was the show with um, – oh, God. Um, the dude from – now I'm just completely blanking. <laughs> Damian Lewis, who he ends up he ends up dying in the show, and he's it was really good start. It was about like CIA and terrorism and all. That. I, anyway, that one hit a lull, but it ended up being good. My mind is mush. I can't think of anything. Back uh, in the day, I really liked Twenty Four. I watched the first couple seasons. Homeland is thank you, Johnny Walker. Homeland was definitely a show that ebbed and flowed. It had its bad seasons were really tough. Did you all want to hear that rejoin or no? Yeah, just play. Oh, absolutely. Okay, here we go. Piece of anything. Do you, do you like Jurassic Park? Uh, Jurassic Park was good, but that's real. I mean, that happened at one point. Welcome to Jurassic Park. No. Not with no, people, but I mean, there, no. there was like, there was, we, we've never story. cloned an island of dinosaurs, <laughs> yeah. and then well, the island had an electrical failure, so it, the dinosaurs got out. It at least had the feeling of something that could have happened. I'm simply saying that life uh, finds, finds, a way. finds a way. There you go. Oh, that's gold. Chaos that that theory, is good. Chaos theory. <laughs> that's very good. Trevor also texted me personally and said, Scoot said that he won't watch movies that weren't realistic, but then said he loved Jurassic Park. That's how that whole conversation exactly. started. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, well, there it is. There it is. Texas, I like, Texas Better Call Saul was great, just as good as Breaking Bad, but different. Okay. Okay. Texas Breaking Bad is overrated. Severance and Ted Lasso are the best shows to come out in a while. Apple, Apple TV knows what's up. I love Ted Lasso. I still have not watched Severance. Um, I will at some point. Texas, that's the first negative comment that I've ever heard on Succession. There have only been two episodes. Chill out. Oh, I didn't realize there's only two episodes of the new season. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, then maybe Yeah, maybe we should just calm down. Texas, is Re-Sticks and Water still being recruited by Louisville? As far as I know, um, from USC. I would, uh, yeah, I would assume so. I mean, that's honestly someone that I, I would rather have him than... Um, Keyshawn Hall? Oh, yeah, for I, sure. Yes. I mean, the, the guy won sixth man of the year in the Pac-12, and he was close to a double-digit score and can actually play defense. If we're not recruiting him... My assumption, and maybe it's just me needing to believe this, is that it's because we know that he's not coming here, that he's got to tie in somewhere else. Because he's a guy, he is definitely a guy who could help us next year, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but if we're like all in on Keyshawn Hall and, over and, Re-Sticks and Waters, I don't know. And more importantly, help Louisville in some of the areas they needed most, which was, you know, defense and ball handling. Texas, if you like sci-fi, The Expanse is a must. It's excellent. I'll, I need to look into it. I've never even heard of it. Texas says, Scoot's milking the clock with that soundbite, bring back Trev. I liked the soundbite. <laughs> it was good. I thought. I mean, was... I'm, I'm here anyways. What, how's that milking the clock? It's actually the opposite because I'm working. I've got no idea. I could just be sitting here doing nothing. Exactly. exactly. I, <laughs> I enjoy it, which is, you know, you're going to have to, maybe we could save that for tomorrow because you're going to be back here doing this thing again. Um, speaking of, we got to get out of here. Uh, it, is, it is time for us to go. We've got Louisville Bats baseball coming uh, your way next. 435 is when the coverage is going to start with Nick Kern. The Bats playing two today. After getting rained out yesterday, 
Uh, first pitch for the first game is going to be 5:05. Joey Votto and company, I believe, still. I think Jovato and Senzel are going to be in the starting lineup today for the bats. I believe so. Yeah. At least one of those games. So that's that's good. Um, yeah. Props. Sorry to the text that we didn't get to. Love you guys. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, Matt McGavick, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Today. Thanks for bringing me in. All right. Uh, everyone have a fantastic Thursday night. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Normal show, 3 o'clock. I was a little baby when my papa hit the skin.